Welcome to Sparkler Podcast number 42. Today I am here with the rest of the uh, sort of Sparkler founding team. Hi, I'm Leanne. I'm head of the prose department. Hi, I'm Lillian. I'm head of the comics department. And as usual, I am Rebecca. I'm the uh, managing editor and one who's done a lot of audio and that sort of thing in the past. Uh, so today we want to talk about Sparkler looking forward to year six, which is about to start in a month or two. And just, you know, sort of go back over where we are, what our, what our plans are for the future. Just uh, talk about the magazine and our model and all that. That kind of stuff in general. Yeah, because we'll have the Kickstarter yeah. sometime this summer. It varies mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, it's probably going to be like July, August, like last year. Mm-hmm. Depends on a couple factors. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, so do you want to talk about year five maybe first? Sort of tell talk about where we're at and uh, and what's going on. Either of you guys have anything that you're particularly proud of or that you are particularly inf- think is interesting that we've done? Or I don't know. I think what was interesting about year five is that's really where we switched to almost entirely comics and we brought in a lot of new talent kind of about this time last year that led into year five with sunshine boy and heart of gold amara sherm's uh null point we started doing firebird with tacto who've been we've been wanting to work with for a long time and we do have a new pro story that's been going for the last few months but that's that's kind of been it on the pros front it feels like we had a Um, a wonderful short story called the get together by Ann Camlin and uh, Jack Gross in illustration. Yeah, that was, I think it was last fall or so. Mm -hmm. It was, it was somewhere in year five, but I love that little story. And I regret, I really wanted to mention it last podcast. And I, we were talking about Lucky Juice and I, it totally jumped my mind, but yes, that's a great little short we did as well this year. You're right. We had a lot of new content, a lot of new creators, at least new, new to Sparkler, I should say. I also wanted to mention uh, Keezy Young and well, it was, Yellow Hearts originally, and it relaunched recently as Never Heroes, so that's kind of our our last uh, uh, new talent in the list. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but all of those guys uh, have been kind of our new lineup, and I think they've all been doing really well, but I mean, we're, we're biased, so obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, it's like they've all been a, a hit with our, our fan base as well, so like I know that there's a ton of people reading Sunshine Boy all the time, Heart of Gold just had a really successful Kickstarter um, well, I guess it's not quite done, but it will be done soon, and it's it's already succeeded. So yeah, um, and then some. It's doing super well. <laughs> yeah, so this is yeah, where we, where yeah. we plug. If you're if you're listening to this right after it comes out, you should probably go support the uh, Heart of Gold Kickstarter. They're doing really well, and yeah. that book's gonna be like ridiculous, like just beautiful and and ridiculous. Yeah, Kesey Young's uh, Yellow Hearts was, I think, actually the first of all of those that we integrated because that was more like last spring, uh, and. That one was rebooted recently, which anybody who's following the site knows. Uh, now it's called Never Heroes, uh, and that was it's a unique. So good. It's yeah, so good. And, you know, Rebecca, since you're the head editor on that comic, why don't mm-hmm. you talk about the reboot a little bit? Because I think that's a good summation of sort of <laughs> one of the more exciting things we did in year five. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, Keezy, you know, uh, as sort of a comics editor, and, and I'm sure you guys both run into this too. Sometimes you'll just watch somebody level up kind of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's this really wonderful, amazing thing. And Keezy was about 100-ish pages into Yellow Hearts, and her art style just kept adapting, and it was turning more realistic. And and I mean, her, like, old-school art style, I, I still really like. It's very, it's a little bit more, like, representational and, and less realistic, and, and it's a little, like, cutesier and that kind of a thing. And it's still neat. And, you know, her, her older book, Taproot, uh, is great and it's more in that style, but she was kind of moving toward this more uh, 
more realistic style and a little bit darker style, particularly since uh, Never Heroes is a darker story. And at the same time, she was kind of looking back at her old writing and having all these ways she wanted to do it better and that sort of a thing. And, you know, we, we'd been just sort of discussing behind the scenes as new as new pages were coming out, how she wanted to redraw them before the paperback. And then mm. the pages she wanted to redraw were just going from like 20 to 30 to 50. And, and then, you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then she was talking about how she regretted certain scenes and she thought she could make them tighter and she wanted to sort of retcon some stuff. And eventually it was just like, you know, what would be a better plan than this? Let's just like wipe it and reboot it and do it the way that you want to do it. And we'll mm. we'll talk everything. <laughs> through she actually we, we took a couple of months where you know she was totally off but she and i were having like weekly meetings and she was constantly just sending me like art samples and uh and all these little uh you know story ideas she had this she had this massive story document that we ended up having this like you know four hour meeting about <laughs> going over all of the, the the new plot points and making sure everything fit together and and coming up with some ideas to fill some holes and stuff like that and so the whole process like it was one of the it was very much sort of a behind the scenes thing where there was no output at that point really except for some of the old yellow hearts pages that hadn't gone up yet but we were working really hard to kind of set up for this new launch and like you know, we, we have a couple of pages up on the site comparing two different things, and the prologue is fairly unchanged in content. We, we went over some of the lines and, and made some things clearer, but for the most part, it's the same group of things happen. A lot of the pages, the, the uh, for, uh, what do you call it, like, the layout is almost identical, but the art is, like, way darker and way more detailed and just way better, I think. And it's just one of these things where, like, this new comic is just coming together, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna mm -hmm. be so good, you guys! Uh, you know, and I mean, obviously, like, it's good for me to be enthusiastic about something I'm personally working on, but, like, mm -hmm. I'm so, I'm so, into, I'm so into Never Heroes, and, and Keezy's just doing, like, fabulous work, and, uh, you know, it just it just keeps getting better, and we just keep reworking things until they're they're stronger. And even just, you know, she she's only at the point where she's reintroducing her characters because the prologue is when they're all kids, and then you know, on page twenty two or something is the like twenty years later when you get back into like the real story where the characters are adults and they're meeting up for the first time since they were little, and mm -hmm. she just managed to kind of e each character introduction is maybe like five ish pages. And she managed to, like, take something that was very matter-of-fact in the first one and just kind of, like, add this emotional weight to it in a way that, like, mm -hmm. I wasn't really expecting. Uh, less so with Levy, the the first one. He's, like, the con artist. That one's still pretty kind of lighthearted. But the other two characters, they're both... There's just, like, there's more hinting at what their backstories are and mm. what that kind of means, and the characterizations are a little deeper, and the explanations are a little bit... Like, they, they go into things a little bit more, but she still managed to have that light touch where she's not like front loading everything that well. I mean, I'm just, I'm just so impressed with the work she's doing right now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. it's, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's awesome. The, uh, for a long time, listeners and sparkler readers, you know, that Knights Errant, uh, the current version is also a reboot that went through a, a similar situation where, um, Jen Doyle hit a point where, they were like, you know, I kind of, mm -hmm. I, I, I want to start over. They've, they've been on earlier podcasts talking about this. And sometimes it's easier to just sort of start fresh. Now, by the time 
we uh, picked up Knights Errant, that it had already been rebooted. So we kind of, we, we have never initiated a reboot, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. But Knights Errant was the reason that we decided this was a good call for Keezy because the Knights Errant reboot is so freaking good. <laughs> um, even though the old version was also mm-hmm. so freaking good, but, but quite different. And uh, in this case, Jen redid a bunch of art for the volume one Knights Errant paperback, but it was a little bit more restrained than what Keezy wanted to do in terms of like really change the art style and, and stuff. So it, reboots are really exciting. I know that for a while, myself included, people would kind of side-eye <laughs> reboots a little bit because it's like people were worried that the creator wouldn't finish it after that. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like it's, it, there's a little bit of that, I think, vision of the artist that's like, oh, well, it'll never be perfect and you keep starting over and starting mm-hmm. over and you can't, you can't finish it. But Knights Errant was such a successful reboot on kind of every level that, uh, you know, if, it's, if you do it right, uh, it can really kind of help you a lot because I know that some comics, if if the opening pages aren't great or it's not really what you want to be, uh, it can really hurt longtime readership. And also you want that creative feeling of it it is what you want it to be. You know, like I've met so many creators who kind of hate the early pages of their comic or early chapters of their work. And it's, (laughs) it's depressing, you know, like I want them to do the story that they want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. At the same time, I mean, we, I think we've sort of half talked about this in the past about like rebooting versus not rebooting. And it's something that I learned from working on Japanese comics is like your beloved professional Japanese mangaka probably have the same feelings about their early work. So Mm, like you, you go back and look at, you know, the fruits basket authors first three series that she did and they're pretty (laughs) terrible. um, Regardless of what you think about fruits basket, (laughs) at least the art got better sort of. So like, you know, some of that old clamp stuff is really like not good. Um, Or like, you know, they probably look back and cringe about some of the choices that they made and, when you're running in a fast serialization like that, you don't really have the option to kind of go back and, and redo stuff. So that's okay. If you're not feeling like you're improving, if you're not feeling like you wish you'd done things differently, that may be a sign that you're not, you know, challenging yourself enough with your art and kind of with the work that you're doing. And I think this applies to writers as well. Not that you should go back and like feel bad and cringe about everything that you've done. Cause there's, you know, you take pride in the fact that you finished something like that's the biggest thing is just get it done. Yeah. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's like you shouldn't you should avoid the temptation to kind of go back and and micromanage previous things that you've accomplished. So um, so I think the fact that we've done these two reboots, it's it's very specific reasons that we've done them. Um, and for for not just eh, I think this could be better, but like, I mean, in the case of Knights Errant, it's a full-on plot reboot. Mm -hmm. So, like, a restructuring from the ground up of what happens when and kind of a little bit of a tonal shift along with it. Although it's clearly, you know, Jen's sense of humor is always going to be Jen's sense of humor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It involves a lot of stabbing. (laughs) Yes. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting when you choose to do something like that and interesting to resist the temptation to do something like that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is definitely not something that anyone should go into lightly, and I don't think yeah. that that no. in either of these cases, with Jen, no. Do- Jen Doyle or Kizzy Young, that either of them was doing this lightly. Uh, no, no. Yeah, and, and Kizzy sort of similar. Like it's less of like a full plot reboot and more of certain things being refined and sort of a storytelling mm-hmm. reboot in a lot of ways. 
and then also just like taking some feedback about things that weren't clear and clarifying, kind of. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, similar idea. Like the uh, new version is quite different from the old version, and and uh, not just in art, but in uh, the way the story is told and mm-hmm. the order of events and even some, you know, obviously like stuff that hasn't actually been drawn yet. It doesn't matter if it was different from before, but a lot of it is going to be different mm. from before. That's exciting. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Keezy changes from the first version mm. of mm. Uh, Never Heroes That Was Up. And in the same way that uh, I, I actually read the 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 complete old version of Knights Errant after I had read some of the reboot because um, mm-hmm. Jen Jen made that shift before Jen joined us at Sparkler there was I don't know something mm-hmm. like fifty pages of the reboot out before it joined the magazine and uh, so I'd been reading the reboot and then I went and read the original and I was like oh god this is also so good it's like two flavors of the same cake you know the two cake <laughs> thing um, and, and it's it's really interesting to see what changes creators make and why, um, especially in something fairly dramatic like a reboot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it, this was the first opportunity we've really had as a company to endorse and support a reboot from the ground up. So we wanted to try it, uh, and I think I think it's what's best for the comic. I think people are going to be really excited with the new version of of Never Heroes, which um, is still a new comic on our site. Like we said, I, I feel like it was last April that it came on. So it was like the first of the new wave of new stuff. Um, and then shortly mm-hmm. after was Sunshine, Bo- Sunshine Boy and all the other um, Yeah, those, those two mentioned. were within a month or two of each other, I think. Uh. Right, and they were both um, Tapas comics mm-hmm. that joined us. Uh, and and we, we kind of came under the cusp of the beginning of year five where we were like, here's all of this new content. Support us on Kickstarter. We want to have like this a bunch of new blood in the magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, not new necessarily creators, um, but just new to Sparkler. And now that leads kind of into year six. And uh, like Lillian had said, year five, we, we focused really strongly on the comics. Um, there was a lot of great content. We really wanted to put it out. Uh, the magazine shifted very slightly to do that. Although we've always kind of, the magazine shifts depending on what quality content we get. <laughs> um, the early years were way heavier on prose and audio, partially because our comics department had a series of medical emergencies in a row. Uh, and so we kind of lost a lot of our comics. Uh, and then as kind of comics and prose came in, you know, based on the submissions, based on, on scouting, however, the different creators that we came in, whatever content is good and ready is kind of where, what that, that's primarily what drives Sparkler, despite the, despite the fact that we do try to have a nice rounded, you know, we're always kind of looking at things. We're always trying to keep the magazine pretty well designed. We have a nice variety of different types of characters, different types of stories, different types of formats. But year six is going to be interesting because we're we're switching things up again a little bit. Still the general, what you've known <laughs> Sparkle to be like for five freaking years of this magazine. Um, but we're going to play with formats again a little bit in addition to uh, keeping the the new comics running, obviously. Becca, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Some of the plans for year six? Yeah, so I don't want to announce it fully, because this is something that's going to be coming out. Uh, I think we're going to announce it next month, and then it's going to come out two months or so from now, or August, maybe. We'll, we'll sort of see. But we do have a new audio project on its way, which we're pretty excited about, uh, that has been kind of in the planning. Yeah, it's a little different from some of the scripted stuff that we've done uh, in the past. <clears throat> we still have some of that stuff on the back burner, things that we want to, uh, audio projects that we need to complete, but we're trying a new kind of long form, slightly different. It's similar to what we've done in the past, but different. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, so vague. 
I know it's very vague, but but it's exciting. It, it's it's a little bit more uh, the way that we've tried to tackle games in the past as Sparkler. Uh, we're kind of going back to that after taking a little bit of time away from it. It's it's something that as we move into year six, there are a number of structural things that we wanted to play with with the magazine. And this was one of them. The fact that we have both games and audio has been a little bit on the sidelines for a while. So we wanted to see if we could integrate them back in in a way that sort of made sense in a way that was really fun. Speaking of games, we also, uh, I'm not sure if people have been following the video games that we've released. So Out of Sync, which came out, I believe that was year four originally. Like, wasn't the first the first issue of year four, I think. Um, year five, there was a mini game that came out for Cherry Bomb that actually ran in the magazine. <laughs> it was a bit spicy for that, which was a great little a little mini game. So we're like, it's hard to not spoil this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so basically, there is going to be fictional audio content on a regular schedule starting soon. How about that? Yeah. There you go. So, uh, you know, if, if you like... I just wanted to take the opportunity to promote Out of Sync, because we haven't yeah. talked about Out of Sync in a while, but that was like our games department. Such a lovely little game. If you have not played it, you absolutely should. <laughs> and the mini game that came out in year five. Yeah. No, those are both really fun. And, uh, you know, just uh, some kind of interesting writing choices that, that you don't see that often. Just like, you know, because I mean, it's it's a it's like a yaoi game. So obviously, like, hmm, I wonder if these two characters who are doing all the talking are going to get together. Yes, they're going to get together. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think the real strength of that was the, the way uh, Taisei, the main guy, was is written in, you know, he's, he's just kind of a fun and interesting character. And he's got some issues you don't usually see in like your your main character. And it's kind of an interesting look at being a pop star and how fame sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, but he's just like a really entertaining character. And so it's kind of, it's always good when your main character in a visual novel is, you know, not just a cipher and has a lot of personality and stuff. And I think Taisei's got a lot of personality and that's part of what sort of makes that game fun for me, at least. Mm -hmm. And we've always, you know, we've worked in the background, we've worked on a lot of games for a long time. Some of them we weren't able to put out. We might in the future, but you know, as anybody knows, kind of games are a, a huge a huge project. Um, out of Sync was the the successful ones that we were able to push out. There was a separate dev studio, Hyperstar Studios, and uh, they did a really great job. And sort of teaming up with the dev studio at that point made a lot of sense. So we we've been like quietly toiling in the games department, trying to do um, to do something else. And we're going to tie it into the audio department, and we're we're really excited about it. That should be fun. <laughs> See, that's the problem with games take so much setup that they like do. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Definitely been working behind the scenes on some stuff, but it's, oh, yeah. it's coming along nicely. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are a couple other things that we're, we're not going to spoil because we like to save them for the Kickstarter, like your six projects. Um, but in addition, we're planning to change some of the structural stuff about Sparkler as well. Um, some of you might have noticed the pilot program we did for Sparkler Ships, which was our um, basically our monthly box subscription. We did that a pilot of that in the spring, and we're probably going to be doing a version of that for the Year 6 Kickstarter as well. Now, this is for people who really like getting a book in the mail every month, which we know is becoming a little bit more of a, I don't want to say more of a thing, but kind of like the, the appeal of paper books <laughs> has never really gone away. And in fact, is kind of coming back as people get more and more used to to uh, digital content, but they kind of crave that the touch of paper. Yeah, and also, particularly comics and things that have art in them, you're never totally going to replicate that on a screen. Correct. Yeah, and, and also because we've put out 
so many books over the last five years and we have something like five right now in production a bunch are going to the printer in like a couple weeks oh my god uh, yes <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a lot coming because we ran a lot of kickstarters last year and the the paperbacks are starting to come together and uh so we have all this content and people i think there's a lot of appeal to sparkler kind of giving you something that we think you would like <laughs> you know mm. like we've worked really hard on curating our content uh in the magazine obviously and we have all these books and we kind of wanted to reintroduce some of them some of them the old ones some of them new ones a, stuff for yeah a couple of things that like didn't ever really get a print run even though we would have liked yeah. to yeah it's it's going to be uh, an opportunity for us to put a new focus on our paperback line now that it's kind of in much better shape. We actually have an extended staff now that helps us with paperbacks, which is something we did not have in the early years. <laughs> so, um, I mean, paper, paperbacks still take a really long time because we're primarily a digital company. So almost all of our resources going into keeping the magazine open. Uh, but there's a lot of exciting stuff that we wanted to get done in print. And now we kind of have the extended staff that we can take on a little bit more on that and at least get a little bit more of a workflow going on that. So, um, I think that year six, there are actually going to be three levels of membership. There's the regular membership that everybody knows for the magazine. There's the VIP, which comes with all this extra bonus stuff and cherry bomb. And then I think there's going to be a physical level as well, where you can basically get a book in the mail every month, which is exciting. And something <laughs> that we spent this spring kind of banging out the logistics of. <laughs> which It's uh, surprisingly annoying logistics to having somebody subscribe to something where you need their physical address and you know, mailing and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> I think we've, we've got away now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a bit of a, a little touch and go there for a while trying to make it to make it work because it was sort mm -hmm. of a you pre buy it. And then it's like, okay, how do we get this through our systems that, <laughs> you know, some people were buying it a la carte, but most of the people who tried the sparkler ships pilot were they just subscribed to the whole year, or rather, I should say they subscribed for the whole pilot program, which was three months. So we kind of came to the conclusion that well, here, let, let me let me do, I think just sort of laying it out here is, isn't a bad idea because it gives people kind of a, they can sort of plan what they might want to do in the future when it is actually time to do it. Mm -hmm. Like Leanne said, the first tier is just the magazine. It's like, you know, still going to be, what, six bucks a month, is it now? It's basically five months a month that you're subscribed with a $7 buy-in, $6 a la carte. Okay, it's five bucks a month if you are actually a subscriber. Uh, the tier up from that is going to be basically that plus the Cherry Bomb stuff plus a free free ebook a month. So, right. so people kind of, who know about the VIP subscription now, that's what the new VIP is going to be. So basically the new VIP is going to be, you know, you get the issue, you get the Cherry Bomb downloads, and you also get a an ebook every month. So there's like one particular special ebook that is like a complete story or a complete volume of something that you get to download every month. And then the physical tier is basically the physical version of that. If you're, if you're somebody, who, you know, I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but like, there are people who want everything digital and there are people who want everything physical and a lot of times they are not the same people. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we kind of wanted to have that that sort of separate option where people can have all of our paperbacks and you subscribe and you know you're going to get the paperbacks and you're going to get the new thing, you know, pretty much right after the Kickstarter people or you're going to, you know, get some of the older stuff that nobody really had. We didn't manage to make a paperback of in time. Uh you know, and we'll have ways to substitute out things if we occasionally, you know, provide something that you might already have. But uh, yeah, in general, like you'll get you'll get one a month. Also, I, I've had this plan for a while, but I really want to do in the summer during con season. Uh, one of the months is just minis from a convention. So you get some of those like, you know, some of the stuff that we do or we'll, we'll print up something special for a con like we did a, a sort of uh, Never Heroes preview this year. 
uh, and maybe some other other little fun things from other other artists who've worked with us, just other artists who are kind of in the same genre, who who stuff you might like. That's all very much in the planning stages, and that's like a year from now. But uh, having one month be like you know fun exclusive minis is something I've kind of always wanted to do for this. There's some stuff that you can kind of only get in print, um, and we've had a couple print exclusives, not like a lot of them, but a couple of them that we do for shows and stuff. Uh, like Becca said, there's there's other creators who kind of will do minis and is basically just a print version. Um, there we have different plans for year six, and it is still a little bit in the planning stages. And some things we'll kind of we'll see. It, some of it's going to depend on what we can actually have access to over the course of the year. We have enough books for the whole year. Like there's there's not a question about whether or not there's enough books to get through the year. There's absolutely is that and then some. But we're also kind of looking if there's exciting opportunities for us to do over the course of the year, especially if there's a large enough subscriber base that we could potentially work with other people as well. Which was kind of the Sparkly Ships program too. We've we've seen a lot of these monthly subscription box services for you know merch or, or books or comics or whatever and we really wanted to have a shoujo one basically and you know that's obviously what uh, sparkler publishes but there are a lot of uh, creators whom we work with or, or whom we're fans of that also have stuff that we think that sparkler readers would like a lot of those people we have worked with at some point we put a really concerted effort the last five years to kind of reach out to various creators we liked and try to do a project with them at sparkler and i think you guys have seen guest covers and mini uh, uh, short comics and team up stuff and uh, uh, even uh, the light novel that we did with Bell and Hazel which finished recently Decoy and Retrofit which was a big project we did with <laughs> people we were really big fans of so so yeah the Sparkler the membership system is probably going to be greatly simplified and expanded into a physical level as well so anybody who's a VIP now knows that you basically get ebook files of all the continuing series which has been great um but we're, it's getting a little bit unwieldy, and we have a lot of projects that just because the ebooks come out as well, and once an ebook is available for sale, it leaves the VIP. We have kind of like you can download all the chapters of volume two of this thing, <laughs> and it's a bit odd, and we, we think it's a bit confusing for people. So instead, we just want to give them a complete book like an ebook that we published in the past. Sometimes it's like one of the newer ones, sometimes it's something from the archives that maybe people are not familiar with. There was so much stuff in our early years that we really want to bring to the forefront again because they were really great projects and sometimes just there's enough time that people sort of forgot about it or just, you know, signed up late, much later <laughs> in the, the magazine's life, uh, lifespan that um, they kind of miss these things. So we can do that combined with new stuff, combined with surprises and, and do all kinds of neat, more organized and easy to understand things <laughs> yes uh more e easier and easier to understand more organized that's kind of like the key for next year on the back end at least <laughs> like everybody knows sparkler has always struggled with that <laughs> our God. system is very complicated yeah so we're trying to we're trying to really like slim down and simplify things and you know hopefully not make it uh quite as difficult to know what's going on <laughs> that's yeah, the hope well, you know, we have five years of content now. This stuff was easier to understand when we were running five books and not, you know, 50. I think we put out 50 ebooks or something. I was looking at the, uh, the oh, old Kickstarter Oh, God, really? 50? Damn. Well, that, you know what? That might include paperbacks. But for when we were doing the Kickstarter last year, it was about, between the ebooks and the paperbacks, it was about 50. So it's probably even more now. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> and we want people to be able to access it no matter when they join up. So that's another thing. One thing that you guys might have noticed in um, 
in year five as well is that a couple months ago we in installed the you can subscribe to a comic Well, you'll get an email notification every time there's a new page that was a little piece of tech that we've been working on for a while we're trying to be able to compete with some of those bigger sites that either have an app or you know something where it's very easy for you to know hey my comic is updated uh, that's something that people have requested for a long time as well yeah. uh, and we were able to integrate that uh, other various little site things that we've been working on to try to make the site cleaner and uh, easier to understand and all that we're trying to Leaner, meaner, sparkler for year six. That's the goal. Not meaner, <laughs> nicer. Well, <laughs> meaner, I mean, and like more awesome. But... No, no, I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> leaner, nicer, sparkler. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've, you know, we've had five exciting and interesting years. And I think this is a good opportunity for us to uh, make some pretty big changes when it comes to efficiency. We've made all of these incremental improvements over the years as we've learned what works and what doesn't. And as the market's changed, as kind of our competitors in the space have changed, you know, the choice to not have an app is one that we made very early on, just from a logistical standpoint of, we don't have a half a million dollars to develop something like that. And <laughs> even if we did, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the way we'd want to go. We certainly didn't at the time. And even now it's kind of like, you know, there's more people reading comics on mobile devices, but I still don't think it's quite enough to justify that as opposed to something that's browser based. Yeah, I, I have a feeling if we had that, we'd get about 12 downloads and it would like right. three of them would be us. So, yeah, I mean, the problem with anything like that is anything that requires download is that it means that people have to download it. Mm -hmm. And anything that requires that extra step before you can engage in content is one, you know, one more person who's just not going to do it and your attrition rates going to increase. That said, <laughs> There's been a lot of sort of consistent things that we've struggled with with our current setup over the years, and we're really talking pretty seriously now about ways that we can improve them and ways that we can sort of restructure our current organization, our current kind of model to address some of those concerns. So that's, that all sounds really vague, but I have very specific things in mind when I say that. I just don't want to talk about them until we know for sure what we're going to do about it. So Yeah. And and also, like, Sparkler Year 5 had a major staff change as well. Um, mm -hmm. Rebecca took over as the, the head managing editor. I ran back to manga because <laughs> <laughs> the manga industry always calls me. Uh, we also hired well, a, a paycheck lot more people. calls you, which is fair. <laughs> well, yes, but also I went to Tokyo and I was like, we went last year, but it was... Uh, actually about a year ago now, maybe a little bit more. And we were wandering around. And I'm like, I'm going back into manga, aren't I? Like, like, it wasn't even like a choice. It was just like, here I, you know, there was so much stuff that I really wanted to do at Sparkler that Japan has already been doing and then some. Uh, and like, it, it's, I feel like it's in the same way that Sparkler has always been strongly inspired by Japan. I felt like I had kind of left Japan aside for the last four years and was like, okay, I'm going back and I'm going to be... I'm going to work for both. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> Which is why some people might notice, where did Leanne go for a year? I'm sorry. There was some stuff I had to work out because that transition was, was very difficult. That transition um, was rough. And that's a part of yeah. why both of our, our inboxes are the worst. And some yeah. of our Kickstarter stuff got delayed. But, yeah. you know, we're working on untangling. That's the other thing about year five is the year of eternally working on Kickstarters. Oh, God. Yeah, we we're clearing out a lot from the backlist. Um, so close, because, so close yeah. to getting both Magical How and Sunshine Boy like out the fucking door and into and, people's and hands. And Tokyo Demons too. And yep. Tokyo Demons. I just, I just sent off something today. Like they were just there Magical was kind How. of a, 
the ma- yeah, well, magical how has been is like is it at the printer? It's or if it's nearly at the printer. It's going yeah. to the printer like tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. All right. I, I'm so sorry for everyone who's waiting for that. I know. I know exactly like how frustrated everyone is, and I'm probably the most frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Well, part of that was was again the transition. We one thing that Sparkler wanted to do in year four, in addition to getting all the new content, is we had to fix sort of staffing problems that we had a really good. Gr- good group of people but we were running on a lot of um we were running on a lot of volunteer labor like us ourselves the founders um we didn't have we had some expertise but it was kind of like some of the people just couldn't didn't have time anymore uh you know we had kind of people who we wanted to pursue but we we didn't have the money in the early years things like that and year four we've basically been we've been hiring a lot of people um, and also just kind of restructuring who's in charge of what. So some of that is part of why there were so many Kickstarter delays. It was literally just somebody had started a project off in me, handed it to Rebecca, who was like, where did you leave off on this? <laughs> and sometimes there were other, you know, there was stuff that was slipping through the cracks. Like there were particular pledges that could have been fulfilled a long time ago, but nobody realized they hadn't been fulfilled until somebody wrote us and was like, hey, where is this thing? So it was like largely a paperwork problem. I really apologize for that. At, at this point, there's... There's a lot less of that because Rebecca has been full-time at Sparkler as manager since, what, November or so? It's been a while now. So Somewhere there, there around are, there, yeah. <laughs> the number of projects that were started by somebody and have to be finished by somebody else are greatly reduced now. <laughs> God, yeah. Still, though, I'm still finding shit. So, again. <laughs> secret things where it's like, oh, God, this never got done. So that's the joy of working on in an indie press when you have a lot of people um, – kind of moving through things but some people have probably seen that we were putting out calls for hiring that was a couple weeks ago i think we were hiring a bookkeeper we have new print staff we have new Mm. designers we have yeah (laughs) that's the other thing totally new tech team that's been around for about a year oh yeah our tech team kevin and pachi oh yeah they're amazing so good love them so much yeah after lisa tillo had run the site for so many years um and then just didn't have time <laughs> to do it anymore. And we're like, we're a web company. We really need to find a new tech. Um, so th- there was a little bit of, there were some panicked years. <laughs> like, we need more staff. And yeah. And, and also finding people who really get Sparkler. And then also we, mm-hmm. we promoted a bunch of people too. We had kind of the internship program had taken on a couple of people who ended up becoming staff, who ended up getting more and more responsibility. Um, it's it's been kind of an exciting on the business side for Sparkler that hmm. I don't want to say we're getting more legit, but I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Well, when you're I, kind I of, I think it's like we've always been pretty good at faking that we're legit, while like you know <laughs> ed- editing comics in our pajamas with like Cheeto dust on our fingers. And I think that's the whole industry, though. <laughs> no, I know ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, I mean, like obviously there's nothing wrong. That's I'm literally describing my life for the past five years. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a little something wrong with that. I, I live real bad. But uh, we do our best to have this certain level of professionalism. And then people think that you have a lot more means at your disposal than you actually have. Like, the number of times people are yeah. like, where's the sparkler office? And I'm like, you mean my bedroom? My bedroom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like we have a little bit of space that's like literally in my family because my my family has a lot of like small business in it. So my 
dad's uh, office for his single person small business had extra room, so I put a lot of sparkler books there and, and and do some shipping. Like I have a space where we actually do the shipping from, so that's no longer in my house, even though it was for a long time. But like other than that, it's just literally everybody at their own computers in their own homes. Uh, you know, right? Well, we had sort of a um, for a while. You were living in a space that was basically a warehouse. Oh kind yeah, of, like a mini warehouse, and then we we transitioned out, out of that as well and moved it. Kind of, I mean, we we can still we still have a loading dock, we still have storage space. And I stuff. say it's it just... was kind of a warehouse. It was a studio apartment that just had a lot of books in it. So yeah. many books. I mean, and by but, by yeah. a lot, I mean like five thousand books in this studio <laughs> apartment. Yeah. Hey, it worked. Yeah. You know, like this is when people talk about you know small business and and, and where to start. It's like. There's just a lot of figuring it out as you go along. And um, Sparkler, as you know, Sparkler had a rough, I would say the first two years were, were really rough. I mean, right at the beginning of the business, of course, it was rough. But um, there was kind of a lot of points where we're like, ah, you know, can we do this, et cetera, whatever. Uh, and then I think around year three is when things started really fitting together. And I know people ask us sometimes about like, why do you run so many Kickstarters? It's like, because Kickstarter is the reason that we could stay in business, that we had been doing them in the early years without a lot of success. And then we kind of changed up how we were doing it. Um, and it's one of the most effective ways of uh, selling anything, uh, not just because it's like, oh, there's a limited time frame, but like as a pre-order system. And as a membership selling system, it was by far the most effective thing that we did once mm -hmm. we changed up how we were doing it. And it seems weird because I know that a lot of people are like, oh, Kickstarter being a part, like, okay, I should say back then people were like, oh, Kickstarter shouldn't be a stable part of your business. And I was like, but it's literally just that's people are comfortable buying stuff that way. Mm -hmm. And so much of when it comes to selling your content is like, well, maybe people don't want to put a credit card on our website. Even if we have SSL mm -hmm. security and all that, like maybe they're just not comfortable putting it there. Maybe they don't like the interface of our store. Maybe they just don't they like to see the popularity of something that other people are buying they don't want to buy something in a vacuum like we don't really know what an individual's decision to buy something like if something that they want and they decide to click the button and purchase it but kickstarter was working for that yeah. so that's the main thing you know like like you we, know we would not have nearly enough money to exist if it wasn't for kickstarter that's kind of just what keeps us afloat you know i'm so. kind of front loading it as well is, is a lot of the important part so getting it all sort of upfront. Yeah, exactly. It kind of gives you opportunities to to make a pitch, um, mm -hmm. and do videos and do do graphics and and all this stuff that we sort of we were like, okay, well, this is sort of working. And now uh, a lot of indie presses use Kickstarter, like successful indie presses use Kickstarter regularly to for the same reason that it's just yeah. that's how people like to buy so it, like, we don't want to argue I mean, it anymore I, yeah. I, I do think there's sort of a psychological component to making it an event you know yeah and people like to get in on that because it is an event and a lot of stuff happens and and as much as like i am currently feeling stabs of guilt toward uh, several individuals on kickstarter who i owe messages to and that kind of a thing like all in all, I think it's been a way to get our stuff out to people and, and you know, really connect with people and just, uh, it, it's just been a really positive thing for us in general. And, and you know, it's it's a really great uh, time to kind of, like, make a big fuss about one person's work, too, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, is, which yeah. is always fun, you know? And, uh, like, just, y you want to go out there and, and get to showcase uh, one comic or whatever, because you know all of our all of our creators work so friggin' hard, and a lot of the times yeah. they feel like they're kind of wallowing in obscurity, and you know, but but the Kickstarter is the time to 
to sort of like everyone sort of puts their money where their mouth is and you can say we're going to talk about all the reasons that Sunshine Boy is amazing or you know Magical How is amazing and you know use all the best art and put it all over the internet and just make some new graphics and talk it up and and, and you know get everyone excited and it's, it's it's fun you know and I think that part of the reason people support Kickstarters is because it is fun and you kind of get in on that you know yeah and and part of the reason that we do the yearly you know we did the year three year four and year five we're all we had basically goal to let's get this amount of money and then we can do another year of the magazine it's basically just selling subscriptions like a year in advance um which is something that we found again it was one of the most effective ways that people would actually buy a subscription like we've always had people buying on the site but not at the volume of kickstarter and i think a lot of people even got used to just they pledge once a year <laughs> to the mm-hmm. Kickstarter. That's how they get their Sparkler subscription. And then they usually, you know, sometimes they'll get extra stuff. Also, it's been very effective at selling our backlist because we also sell ebooks and paperbacks through that. Um, and that's, I think, how people get their Sparkler books sometimes. So, yeah, we did want to have a general kind of apology. We know that kick- some of the Kickstarter stuff was, like, really dragged this year as we we fixed kind of our staffing problem on the back end. Yeah, it, it was it – was... Between me and Leanne, we we kind of botched some stuff, and I'm sorry to yeah, like. We're sorry. We're, we're, we're really <laughs> we're sorry. It out. That that handover, and then I had to do the taxes because somebody else left, and yeah. never again. Like that that <laughs> week. Now we have a tax person. Oh my god! Never again. Never. The, never the fuck yeah. again. Sorry. Anyway, this, this is the, <laughs> not not to be downer. It's just the the step of like I was saying, becoming more legit because Sparkler is now a stable business was okay let's fix all of these <laughs> yeah becoming <laughs> more legit means that rebecca doesn't do the taxes anymore definitely yeah well i think about all the stuff that we did by hand in the early years it's like oh my god how oh, did yeah. we do that how did we like when did we sleep how did we when did we learn these skills the technology was so much worse you know it's very interesting that Lillian brought up earlier, our competitors. That's another thing that it's like, we have competitors. I know. <laughs> like the market's changed so much in five years. And thinking about what we were doing back in 2013, it's just, it's incredible what we've seen happen around us. And, you know, we'd like to think that Sparkler was a part of the, a little bit of the sea, sea change in kind of the way web comics are viewed online, that the companies that kind of are working in the digital space with web comics. Or or just even the kind of stories that you can tell in comics. Obviously we're not the first people yeah. to do shoujo comics online, but having a company dedicated to that, I think, you know, gives gives it a certain amount of visibility in the eyes of people who might not be reading, you know, random BL web comics on Tapas or whatever. Yeah, there was you know, in the early years we were always surprised when we ran into somebody and they'd heard of us. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm still surprised. I'm still surprised. Right. But now it's like, it's it's assumed. Most people we talk to, at least people in the webcomic sphere, that it's like, oh yeah, Sparkler. I know you guys. Oh, yeah. Okay, like, so maybe I shouldn't say surprised. I just, it's it's nice. That's all. No, no, no. In, in the early years, I was surprised because we were so small and we were kind of trying. We didn't really understand the digital space that well yet because we were learning and because it was changing. Um, yeah. When we teamed up with Hiveworks on stuff, that was a, a pretty big change for us. That was right around, right before the year three Kickstarter, I think. And that, again, year three is kind of when everything came together. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay. Which from what I hear is really common in business. <laughs> and like, especially a magazine, which I think they said it takes three years for a magazine to be profitable. It's like, yeah, just about. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and also just like the magazine 
industry dying. <laughs> People are like, why are you doing a magazine? It's like, well, we're, we're not doing a, a newsstand magazine do you think that there's no room for people to get something on a monthly basis like that's not gonna go away this was a uh, an interesting year with all of these new creators and then on the back end us getting new people to help us new mm-hmm. specialists saying okay we can do this 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 and this and help you with these things and everything so it's still um i mean as always we're the year six kickstarter is going to be a necessity to actually have the funds to do another year and of course we're always our, our membership is always smaller than we need it to be we've successfully done five years every year has been a little bit better but it's still not where it is for us to be stable like comfortably Truly stable. self-sustaining yeah yeah exactly and that that was partially what this year was was doing was to make us a little more self-sustainable in terms of who was working at sparkler and why um and also <laughs> setting us up so that we could expand setting us up that we could be a more put our feet on more solid ground because we were building up a lot of infrastructure around us and then it's like okay these are like the last steps to kind of finish that foundational kind of like okay sparkler's not going anywhere here are the people who are in charge of the following things and it's less whatever the founders can do on no sleep (laughs) but the the finances are still you know we're still a small press we're still we still need the support of people and i know that like when people think about supporting stuff that they love there are a lot of ways to do it there are people who are pledging to patreons people are giving to kofi um all kinds of things we don't we're not looking for donations or anything we you know we just want people to buy the magazine yeah <laughs> like we like in the same system that like people have used Patreon for and stuff where they get that regularly monthly, that regular monthly income, which really helps you kind of build something. Um, because instead of having to sell one individual item every once in a while, th- we do that on top of it, obviously, like we were talking about Kickstarters, but just having that kind of regular support. And then there's always going to be a magazine for you to download. And, uh, you know, five years without stopping. We've tried to curate content that we think people would like. There's still, what's interesting is when we did submissions and stuff, we always have like two kinds of comics (laughs) or or Mm -hmm. any kind of content. We have the one that we think is going to be financially successful and the stuff where like, we're doing it anyway, (laughs) 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 which is like, it's, it's stuff that we're like, I feel like Sparkler subscribers would like this. It kind of doesn't matter if it does super well on its own. I like this creator. I want this creator to have an opportunity to build their skills and work with an editor. Like the great thing about the magazine system and having an anthology is we don't have to be driven entirely by what we think is going to sell because there's a lot of stuff that's great that probably won't sell for a million reasons. Um, Sometimes it's like, we don't know if it will sell to our audience, but we can help them, you know, do something short and then they can move on past us. Um, sometimes it's just not really, you know, maybe it would work better in prints, but they're doing it as a webcomic. Sometimes it's just kind of an old school style. Sometimes it's, it's a style that's so off the beaten path that people don't understand it a little bit. But I have a feeling that like in the future, they will become this like praised as this artistic genius once people kind of wrap their heads around it. There's all kinds of reasons that we've taken on the people that we have. And it's very important for us, the comics that we've had that like, thank Thank you for supporting any of our comics. Everybody knows kind of which comics are really big. They've seen sort of the Kickstarters that do gangbusters. And we really appreciate support on those as well. And we're really happy that we can take some of that success. And also the people who subscribe to the magazine specifically who say, I will give you $5 a month for whatever you're going to send us. And then we can do this experimental stuff as well on top of it and give different creators a different chance. We always have new blood coming into the magazine. We don't have to rely too heavily on any one or two series, but we can also keep one or two series 
forever. (laughs) Some people have noticed that we've been running things for years and we can Mm. kind of, you know, a a good example of that is like Orange Junk. Oh my gosh. When she joined us, granted she had a lot when she joined us. I think she had the first two volumes, Mm -hmm. but digitally she's up to what volume six. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, there's so much Orange Junk and that's because people subscribe to the magazine. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and Orange Junk is a case where, where does that belong? in the market space, you know? It's kind of manga style, but it's not a manga. It's super shoujo, but it's like really international. She's she's not American, she's 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 Mexican, so she has influence of all these different styles. Uh, and it's just, it's such a great comic, but who would publish that? Mm-hmm. The answer is Sparkler. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sparkler can always have one or two slots in the magazine where we can kind of publish whatever we want, whatever we think is awesome, mm. you know? We really appreciate that people like, you know, people have pledged to the magazine and Kickstarters and all this stuff have given us that opportunity to do that. And we, and we want to keep doing that. That is what Sparkler's goal has always been was the subscriber base lets us take chances on new people, on new ideas, on new formats. Thank you for bearing with us this past year. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I, I think the comic, the comics output has been fantastic. So I think, readers Oh my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's like some of the, the logistical stuff we were sorting stuff out and year six, we want to make it leaner, nicer, <laughs> better better yeah we're always trying to make it better yeah, right? harder and better faster stronger you know yeah. all that yeah i'm so excited about some of the stuff that we're doing right now too it's just god we're talking about the never heroes reboot and it's just like mm. god this great stuff mm-hmm. we're running i'm so happy that sparkler has become a place where we can we can do this stuff and run comics like this it was mm. just a twinkle in our eye you know five years ago <laughs> Isn't that like a euphemism for like ejaculate or something? Oh, I sorry. Think it's your dad wanting to bone your mom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Before we knew what Sparkler, you know, we could never think five years ahead because you kind of can't when you're starting. You just don't really know. It was <laughs> I hard to. We still don't really think five years ahead, but at least oh, we're thinking God. like one or two years ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, I would say we planned for basically one to two years at a time. Yeah. And then we, the magazine itself is scheduled about, well, it used to be scheduled three months out or so. Depends. It's, it's scheduled when it's scheduled. Yeah, I mean, there's always some variability there. But to think that we would have gotten here and the stuff, and more than anything, back end and us sorting out kind of our, <laughs> the infrastructure building around us aside, the comics and, and prose mm-hmm. and audio that we have run. Like, I'm so proud of what everybody has done oh, in yeah. the last five years. Yeah, no, I, I, I get a little pessimistic and I apologize for that just because, you know, the, the, the business end, it's hard to, to not sort of like look at the bottom line and, you know, frown deeply at it and, you know, then look at the <laughs> <laughs> look at my to-do list and then cry a little bit. But yeah, in terms of comics and stuff and just like the people who are working with and the the art that they're creating. I am so excited. Yeah. I mean, everybody heard me go on the like breathless five minute rant about Keezy and Never Heroes, but like Moose Sunshine Boy is that dude impresses me more than like anybody just in terms of output and consistently f- being consistently funny and sweet. Mm-hmm. And again, I can't announce it right now, but he's got another project he's working on with us and we're going to get to announce it soon and I'm so looking forward to it because I think everyone's going to really like it and that he can just, he can just deliver, you know? Oh, it's wonderful. And, and just Amara, Amara Sherm and 
her yeah. incredible colors mm-hmm. and the way that her new story, like, you know, she she's someone who I hasn't really gained the audience that some people have, but because of the kind of story it is, I think that once it's, a, we're, we're, we're aiming toward a paperback and a Kickstarter for her. Mm-hmm. For and Null Point, yeah. For Null Point. And like, you know, that story is great and it's got these really interesting interpersonal relationships and just, you know, like, like the colors, her colors are so mm-hmm. great. And I, I bring the three of them up because I'm sort of like uh, working most closely with them. But like, you know, Tacto is amazing and Kosen and and okay. Heldred, who's like, you know, a ray of freaking sunshine and just, you know, Shoujo just like comes out of her pen and out of the page. It's just the, the purest. It's it's like the purest Shoujo you possibly can. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought up Kosen because like Windrose is almost over. I know. Like yeah. we're that was something that we launched. Uh, was it year one? The end uh, of year one or the beginning of year two? I think it was towards the end of year one. It was, I mean, it's been with us for a very long yeah. time. We're in the last couple chapters. Like, yeah. it's going to be a three volume series, like, and finished. They, they pitched it to us in like mm-hmm. 2013. <laughs> they pitched us a couple things. Um, and I love, I mean, I think everybody knows that I'm like the biggest Winrose. Yeah. A comic is everything that I want in a comic. And, you know, it's gone, it's had kind of like, kind of gone in and out of the magazine a little bit. It's been pretty consistent, but it would like the, the schedule slowed down for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And now we're just kind of getting to the end and it's getting really emotional to think about a three mm-hmm. volume series that was basically pitched to and started in Sparkler, which also exists mm-hmm. on Spanish bookstore shelves. It's in Spanish mm-hmm. through another publisher. Um, just, it gets me kind of verklempt, I guess, uh, because <laughs> like Offbeat, obviously, finishing Offbeat three was our big project in the first year, um, right. but that one kind of came to us two volumes already finished, mm-hmm. and right. Windows is like a complete series, you know. Like we've done a lot of prose that has been like a single, a one shot novel and stuff that came out, but like a three volume comic, again mm-hmm. something that it was like I really want to do this. Can we pull this off? And really, really getting there. It's almost done. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Thank you guys for kind of supporting us. This, you know, yeah, for helping so, make that happen. Yeah, we've we've all been in the comic industry for so long, and we knew that this was going to be a challenge, unlike anything we'd ever really dealt with. But <laughs> definitely, but you know, this, it's, it's best. <laughs> I just I love what we're doing so much, and again, I, I don't want to. I don't want people to think that I'm just sitting here like being angry and pessimistic because I wake up in the morning, and more often than not, there's a new piece of artwork like waiting for me (laughs) and and that's like incredible and the fact that i get to like you know help people shape their stories so that they're the you know the best they can be hopefully it means so much to i think all of us that that we're able to reach an audience and we're able to help our creators reach their audience and that you know we've managed to to stick around this long because you know we never really when we started this we really didn't know if we were going to pull anything off and and you know i'm not going to say we're we're like like leanne said we're not really stable yet but we're getting there you know and i have nothing but hope for the future because we're working with such good people you know (laughs) yeah and i think that in some ways you know we've talked in past years we did sort of retrospectives on the year you know we were we always said we need more more members right that's that's always been the problem that's still been the problem you need as much um capital as you can to work with just and again not like capital from nothing but like we just want to sell the magazine more (laughs) like we just want more people to subscribe but we are at a state now where we were at in the early years we were looking for more 
uh, money so that we could fix our infrastructure. <laughs> it was part of it. And now we kind of have. So, like, this is stuff where the new money now is not going to go into, like, if Sparkler suddenly started doing better, which, of course, we always always hope to start, you know, to do better than we have done in the past. We now have a, a roster of staff who are doing things. There, there are obvious ways that we can expand. We are reducing the number of work bottlenecks, things that it's like, oh, we have this project mm-hmm. on the back burner, but like we're getting better at being like yes or no on projects. We really know what we're capable of and stuff. So it was less, oh, we need this money to survive. And now it's becoming more like we need this money to expand. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, obviously survival is always important because you can have all the infrastructure in the world and if people stop buying the magazine it's like well (laughs) what do you do but yeah it's kind of like it's just it's it's a really exciting place that we're in right now and you were talking about um getting excited about stuff there were a couple months where i kind of disappeared from sparkler entirely I, i kind of fell into my other job and i hadn't even read the issues of sparkler and i had to reference them for something and i pulled them up and i read through them like a reader and I was just like, oh, God, it's so good. Like, <laughs> how did I forget about this? Like, how did I forget how good this content was? I was so, mm-hmm. like, underwater with the amount of work that I had to do that I just kind of had to step back from everything for a while and, and give, you know, back of the reins. <laughs> like, I, I, need to, I need a break. Sparkler has been kind of eating me. And then coming back in as just a consumer, and I was like, oh, God, this content is so good. I'm so proud of everyone mm-hmm. who's worked so hard for it. So, um, and we, we hope people feel the same. So, because we're we've tried, and we we hope that people appreciate all the great content that people pitch to us, and like bless them for doing this wonderful content for us. <laughs> we hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, well, um, see, since we can't really announce any of the things that we want to announce, I feel like we should probably just wrap this up before we like you know lose it. A yeah, little bit. this got a little bit personal about our our feelings on Sparkler, but I mean that's kind of what the retrospective is for. <laughs> yeah. Where has Sparkler been? It was a very interesting year. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, here's to one more, I guess. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't have a drink in my hand to toast or anything, but, like, definitely we we, uh, we really hope we can we can keep doing this in the future because, like, oh, the plans for next year are things I'm very excited about, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, keep, keep, keep watching our social media because they're going, and, like, the, the newsletter and stuff uh, because there are going to be announcements soon. Hooray! <laughs> yeah. By the way, social media and the newsletter are now run by Leah. Oh, who, Leah's incredible. Uh, yeah, if yeah, not Leah. people know Leah, for, she's been our production head for a long time. She's one of the people who got promoted, and so it used to be that the social media, you were kind Kind of talking to one of us. Um, mm-hmm. Lillian, you still run the Tumblr, right? I still kind of run the Tumblr. To be honest, since we've started doing the automatic Tumblr posts, I've been a lot less involved in the Tumblr, but I need to kind of get back into that. Yeah, I mean, th- that was another thing. That we had kind of automatic comic posts that go out because we were missing mm-hmm. days and stuff. And like, this is all, again, not super exciting stuff for other people, but for us was very exciting getting some oh, of these okay. changes yeah, done. Yeah, some of this automation and, and, and having somebody who like knows how to fix things using tech. And, and we have this great team of like Pachi and Kevin who both bring all this these different skills to to it and you know just have a tech meeting and i'm just like wow you know what would be great if we could have this annoying thing and make it automated and they can figure out how to do that and i just i call them magical wizards kind of a lot because there's always some massive problem that's driving me out of my mind and they fix it for me and it's wonderful yeah like yeah it's just it's it's so great to be able to automate things and those those uh 
emails when the new when the new uh, uh, comic pages go up are things that we we just we wanted to put together so for so long and it took like so much weird behind the scenes crap to make that happen but you know they're coming out and we've had a lot of signups and it's great you know I, I think Leah actually that was kind of her idea a little bit some yeah. of it like Le- yeah. Leah's been an incredible addition to our company yeah seriously. she's been with us for a long time but we, we, now yeah. she's now she's like the first line talking to the public now too. So mm-hmm. uh, be nice to Leah. You guys have always been great on social media and she's so friendly and also not totally burned out. Like sometimes we are. <laughs> oh, and she's, she's the, the best at coming up with like titles and catchphrases and stuff. Like she's yeah. way, she's way funnier on command than I am. So it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> and a shout out to Rhiannon who's been oh, in our print department mm-hmm. yeah. doing pre-press for um, my life. Yeah. Like, again, did. we're listing all my favorite people right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Leah, so- and Rhiannon and Pachi Kevin, Pachi uh, and Kevin Rhiannon like, did Knights Errant, Orange Junk 2 and 3 and Magical How has been working on and is probably going to do most of our print books or at least the comics moving forward oh yeah I have an email to write to Rhiannon as soon as we're off of this yeah and uh, we have more staff a lot we have some more newbies who have kind of joined us recently who have been great yeah and then we're, we're hiring a little bit and just it's been it's exciting sparkler's mm-hmm. like a whole new batch of people it's it's like when you pull up a sparkler meeting and it's like oh who are all these new faces like it's great <laughs> <laughs> oh and you know we're, we one thing i can announce is that uh those of you who've taken the survey might have seen we were talking about this but we're going to be setting up a uh discord for sparkler members so it's sort of an extra thing people can oh, do yeah. like a place people can talk and you know talk about our comics talk about other comics just talk about nerd stuff in general and we're hoping to make it like a really fun just sort of relaxed place where people can come in and chat and you could maybe get some early art hopefully some of our artists will come in there and, and talk to you guys and yeah, uh, we have an internal sparkler chat uh discord that's for like staff and creators and stuff and it's so fun so we we kind of wanted to expand that, that that's you know that's another thing that we had in year one. Like we had the forums and we could never mm. really make it work. <laughs> Since we we're old. Yeah, this, is, this is a long ongoing fight between me and Leanne before we started the magazine about whether or yeah. not we should do a forum. And I was like, nobody's going to use it. Leanne's like, but we should have it as a safe space. And I was like, well, you're right about safe space. And, and then, then we, nobody used it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah And then, and then we, we talked to all the young people and they're like, Hey, Discord, and we're like, we're so well, old, we don't know what that is. Right. And then they told us, yeah. and we're like, yes, this is great. Yeah, because yeah. like Discord didn't exist five years ago, and yes. the forum, the forum there was, was so a many people on the way to Discord. Yeah, yes, pretty much, basically. And, and there, I want to like also do a shout out to the people in the early days who really tried to make the forum happen. Like we had a lot of regular commenters who were coming in and yeah. trying to help things, and then we moved to comments on the site, which had kind of been dead for a while, but now I've picked up steam. Um, mm-hmm. And now we're moving into Discord, so we have new tools and opportunities to to kind of change things. So yeah, and the, the again, comments on the sparkler. Leaner nicer sparkler. The comments on the site, you know, I mean, like every once in a while, somebody goes through and they're reading one of the old comics, and they'll just be like posting every chapter or something, and that's yeah, yeah that's great. That's always so fun, and you know, like when we notice it, we'll sometimes give the creator like a heads up so they can go read them and stuff. It's it's so nice, you know. Yeah. That was Live happening in a time capsule. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. But uh, yeah, so oh, there was something else. 
it'll be on social media, whatever I'm think- not thinking of right now. But uh, yeah, you know, we're, we just we, we hope that we can uh, continue putting out good stuff for everybody and, you know, just make Sparkler like a really positive, fun place for as many people as possible. And just mm-hmm. like, I- I'm really looking forward to the Discord because you can just go in there and talk about stuff and uh, mm-hmm. just uh, be like freaking nerds with other cool people, which is like my favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, community. We've we've always felt very strongly about the community of the people who read and write for Sparkler. The logistics of that, the tech of that has always been a challenge. And mm-hmm. it's been getting better after a lot of experiments the first two years. And now we're hoping this Discord will be the, I don't want to say the final evolution, because who knows what the tech is going to look like in two right. years. Oh, yeah, the, like, next the next stage. The next stage, yeah. To, you know, we want more on social media and stuff. We already know. We know the regulars, guys. Like, <laughs> there's so many names that I know really well that mm. Becca will be like, oh, there was a Kickstarter question. I'm like, oh, Daniela, or like, like, <laughs> people, like these people who, you know, have been a subscriber since year one or like pledged to all of our Kickstarters. Like, I know the like 50 of you who have been here since <laughs> day one. I know your yeah. name. <laughs> I see a name and I'm like, that. That's a sparkler for life. I know that that mm-hmm. person. That person is awesome. <laughs> Give them free stuff sometimes where it's like, oh, yeah, just just put more stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> you probably noticed some some people who like if we have something goes out late or whatever. And I'm like, oh, Becca, this was a screw up. Did you put extra stuff? She's like, yes, I put extra stuff in the box. <laughs> my, uh, my putting postcards and things in boxes is always kind of irregular because it's like, what postcards do I have? Where are they? Are they nearby? But like, yeah, you know, I always want to throw at least a couple little like, like uh, we recently had a bunch of art by Onorobo for our story, uh, the Jackson hey. Lunta. Uh, it's all just like Onorobo drawing like sad ice skating hockey boys, and it's like amazing. And we have these great postcards. <laughs> I've been like putting them in everything I can. I'm just, you know, we we like to kind of like throw in the extras and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. If anybody saw our table at TCAF last month, the the number of postcard designs and the bookmarks we had out for free, it's just like this is something that we kind of collect mm-hmm. over the years because we love it, the Sparkler Shop. Will probably be moving offsite for the first time since we started. Basically, we've been running our own store, but we took these five years to just kind of cram the boxes with them. Remember, we used to put star stickers on yeah. every box that went out, and like we still do that sometimes. It's it's not consistent because sometimes. It was, yeah, what we had on hand, or if I felt especially affectionate towards someone, or apologetic. Yeah, well, it's sort of, again, like, it depends on where the stickers are, and if they're not next to me, that's not going to happen. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, if anybody got the Sparkler Ship pilot, uh, the, the version that we're doing in year six is going to be a little bit different, but uh, the version that we were testing, we were putting candy in the boxes, which is like... <laughs> <laughs> and like wrapping it up in fancy paper and stuff, and like that was really fun that we wanted to do kind of a yeah we're we're kind, of, we're kind of streamlining it because we realized it was not really value for money, and we're always sort of also worried about like things with food. You don't want to send out a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it was just a test. It was but a for test. Those three months, it was really fun. It was that fun. So we're we're, we're sticking closer just to like the book and probably some postcards or bookmarks or something like that. But you know, I think it's going to still be the same kind of fun thing where if we have something fun, we're going to put it in there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Half the fun is just something arrived in the mail that you didn't order. Yeah. You know, it's mm. like, oh, I bought a Sparkler subscription in the year six. And then every month you're like, what is, oh, it's a Sparkler book and I open it up and mm-hmm. like, see what it is. You know, it, it's especially going to be good for, I know that there are people who 
you know, there have been some people who support Sparkler so much that I know they have multiple copies of our books. Sometimes they give them away on their blog. Sometimes, you know, I, I'm not sure what they're doing with them. But um, the new tier, the physical tier is going to be really good if you want to share Sparkler with somebody in your life. Like if there's a teen girl, you know, who like maybe could really use reading Offbeat, you know, or, you know, Winrose, which Hopefully, I would have, yeah. like Winrose would have just in my teen years would have blown my freaking mind mm-hmm. uh, or just when you, if you're really into sparkler or, you know, even just like kind of into sparkler, just showing people, Oh, this is what I was talking about. <laughs> like sometimes having that physical, you know, something that you can share. It's just, it kind of adds a whole new dynamic to it. And since the books have been so piecemeal before now, cause we've been kind of kickstarting them individually, just having this line of books now that we've spent mm-hmm. five years amassing them, is really exciting to us. We really want to push our uh, paperback line a little bit more. There's certainly a lot now. And we have color books. And I th- always think of Knights Errant with that foil stamp cover. And I'm oh, like, wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. who would have thought, you know, like in year mm-hmm. one, it's like, look at this beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of everyone who worked on this. That was another Rhiannon job. So mm. good job, Rhiannon. Thanks, Rhiannon. Yeah. Do you want to add anything, Lillian? Or? No, just onward and upward. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope we're clear that we're just full of, like, love and happiness for everything that, except for, like, some of the boring crap behind the scenes that you don't see, but, like, (laughs) yeah, I'm not going to bring up the taxes again, because I already have, but now I just did. (laughs) Never again. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) No, but you know what? It's a good sign. I mean, I think we're always full of ideas of, like, how to make things better, too, but I think that's what's fun about working with you guys, is that you never stop thinking about what can we do to improve Sparkler? What can we do to improve the customer experience? What can we do to improve, you know, the content that we're that we're putting out for people? What's going to make our customers happier? What's going to make our fans happier? And I think that, I know, I'm, I'm sure that everybody else in the industry is doing that as well, but it's something that I really do take a lot of pride in is, you know, just what we've built. So and that's, that's you guys well, always thinking about you. it. <laughs> All the meetings that we had with, like you, Lillian, as well. Like you were yeah. saying, we're quite about the forums, and it's like yeah. so much stuff where we were. We didn't really know what the answer was going to be. I would say yeah. maybe yeah. the the best lesson that we learned, and this was early, was everything oh. we knew. We had to throw everything that we knew kind of out the window. Um, in terms yeah. of like we'd been in publishing a long time, and that foundation of understanding. Yeah readerships I think was important like knowing why people read books what kind of books people like that kind of stuff was really valuable but in terms of something market, appealing yeah yeah but in terms of the business side of the print industry sure. it was like okay this is a completely different ball game hmm. we need to start a little bit from scratch and uh, <laughs> that was, letting go was a little hard but yeah <laughs> see I always remember and I think we've probably mentioned this on a podcast before but uh Way back when we were first starting Sparkler, and we, uh, Lan- I don't even know if Lillian was on board yet at this point, or maybe, maybe you were, we hadn't really met about it yet. Uh, and Lan and I went out and got coffee with Svetlana, and, mm. and she was like, she gave us this, like, incredibly skeptical look and was like, So <laughs> you're starting a company with three editors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Svetlana Chumkova. You guys know her from like Trauma oh, yeah. Con and, and uh, awkward, awkward and brave. And, brave. and her new one, yeah. I think, is yeah. called Crush, and she's absolutely amazing. Again, if we're spreading oh, yeah. love to people, Svetlana is amazing. And just had a giant baby, which is very exciting. Yeah, she <laughs> had her first baby. 
Uh, speaking of babies, Tacto just had her second baby. Yeah, um, and just Chavez, who Jess is Chavez coming back. There's a new yes, chapter right. of of. Uh, I mean, dead you leads. probably yeah, Dead Leads. There's a new chapter of Dead Leads. I just edited it, and it's so good. I I, I missed Kaylin so much, and I hadn't realized it till <laughs> till I got in there, and I'm just like, oh, you're so you're so snarky and so obnoxious, but I love you. <laughs> yeah, and Jack Quick had a baby while she was working at Sparkler. Her baby's yeah. about Sparkler's age. He was born oh, in like. Yeah. One yeah. to two, something issue two or three. Okay. So that's how I keep track of how old he is. So he must be almost five now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. There are like four sparkler babies. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway uh yeah we, we just uh i think to to come back to the point we kind of like spiraled around and then went off on tangents for we just we hope we can keep doing this next year and that uh you know we just keep bringing out the best content that we can and basically thank you all so much for sticking with us all this time and uh you know giving us the benefit of the doubt during some of those down months a couple of months ago uh and we just we hope we can keep putting out fun content, giving jobs to really awesome people, and just giving everyone good stuff to read. Yeah, it's a great way to summarize it. Jobs was always mm -hmm. an important thing. We wanted to hire people. We wanted to, mm -hmm. to give people money for content, <laughs> which on the web you don't always get. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's all thanks to you guys. So, thank yeah, you for supporting definitely. us. We look forward to the, uh, the Year 6 Kickstarter. That should be... It's always fun. It's always mm. a fun affair. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we should probably sign off now, but thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we will have some more information about this new interesting audio project soon, and also some other announcements, but uh, that one, it's going to sort of change how the podcast works a little bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that shortly. Mm. And it's exciting! <laughs> I know, I know, it's very exciting. Uh, for us, not for anyone else, because it's just like vagueness for all of you guys. You're yeah. just like, oh, whatever, there's a thing. But uh, yeah, we really, we're looking forward to telling you, and uh, we will be back next month. So I hope you tune in and listen again. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.